itself has its own energy or life force if you will its natural environment is in the home so why don't you send him home his bags are packed he's got his airplane tickets bring him to the airport send him home bring you this week from marco arena in sacramento california the tomato capital of the world it's the wwf superstars of wrestling Justin Cager is back with me for another festive treat in episode two of Go Home, this time for superstars that aired the day before WrestleMania 6. How are you doing today, Justine? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? I am very well. I'm just working out what date it is, actually. So it's now the 28th of December. So do you have any Quality Street or Roses left by this point? No, or are you win. not a Quality Street or Roses no, person? Oh, I'm all over every single yeah. chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrations, heroes, yeah, I think. roses, what dairy milk. <laughs> what would you put in order of the... So I think the four are Roses, Quality Street, heroes and celebrations, aren't they? So yeah, what, I what love you, celebrations. Celebrations, I, yeah. Yeah, I love celebrations because I love the Malteser ones. Mm. And then I love I heroes. I love the, green, the cream egg ones. And yes, that's a good shout. I'm a cream egg person. And then, what, so what are the other ones? Roses. Quality Street I, and Roses. Yeah, so I really like the strawberry creams and the and the orange ones. They're my favourite. So that's Quality that's quality Street, isn't yeah. it, I think? Yeah, so I think Roses, that, uh, Yeah, Roses, they've got the the nice fudge ones. <laughs> yeah, Roses, I feel like have sold out a bit because that they're Cadbury's now, aren't they? Well, they never were back in the are 80s. They? when. Are yeah, they? I think they are. I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. So Quality Street's its own thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Is Quality Street the thing that's connected with... Oh, no, I was going to say jamie lang but it's not it's do you ever used to watch made in chelsea so, it... jamie lang isn't he biscuits jamie lang is mcvitties yeah quality street is is was millie mcintosh who was in made in chelsea as well do you remember do you remember that oh back in the day gosh, but you're <laughs> showing your colors aren't you <laughs> i absolutely loved made in chelsea i was obsessed i was obsessed with made in chelsea for a long time that um, was literally my go-to watching on a sunday morning just to have on in the background whilst i was getting ready for the day so it yeah was just, yeah like, on in the background but the I recap on I, t4 wasn't it basically? Yeah, I, yeah i couldn't say that i'd know as much as you by the sounds of this <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure that sometimes i and, and i did this there's more than one show like this because the oc was this that was this definitely so the oc would have the original did you watch the oc by the way no oh think- come on no, come I, on no. I think I might have seen episodes of it, but I wouldn't say that I was a watcher of it. That's a disgrace. You should get on oh, ITVX now and watch it because it's so good. Okay, the, I'll put it on my list. It's so That'll good. Be my Christmas, Christmas time binge watching. Yeah, then. do that. Just don't bother with season four because it's so bad. But so the OC, 
Yeah, don't watch series four. Just finish it. Spin it. When Marissa dies, spoiler alert, then give up, okay? Spoiler? My days. <laughs> There's no point in watching it now, is there? No, no, no. It's, it's still a point watching it. So um, basically, the OC <laughs> would be on, a, I think the OC would be on a Tuesday night on E4, right? And it would get to the closing credits and that would be it. And they wouldn't do, uh, you know, you get like a next week on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. if you watch the T4 version on a Sunday, you'd get what this, the kind of the preview for the following week. Uh-huh. So I'd, I'd look when the OC was on and make sure that I'd watch the last 10 minutes again. So I'd get that preview. That's how dangerously obsessed I was with the OC oh, at that right, time. Yeah. Oh. Can I just say, bless your heart? I know, what an absolute <laughs> loser. And I think, I'm pretty sure the Made in Chelsea was the same. But anyway, let's move away from my embarrassing choice on, of a television a shows. Podcast, on a wrestling podcast. On a wrestling podcast. the OC and the yeah, Chelsea. Exactly. Um, and we'll go to this show that aired on March the 31st, 1990. And this time we did have some in arena footage from Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. Uh, Jesse Ventura and Vince were on their raised platform. And Ventura was punching the air and he had on a Hulk Hogan cap, an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt and face paint. He said he won either way and he wouldn't do predictions. And this was very odd for a long time here commentator to be dressed like this. What do you think of the opening of the show? Oh, is it, again, it's selling the merch, isn't it? That's yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was full on selling the merch. He might as well have been standing at the table. It was very, <laughs> very strange. Especially as Jesse had like a quite a strained relationship with Hogan. But I think Jesse... Jesse's commentary on WrestleMania 6 was really strange as well. I think he knew he was on his way out by WrestleMania 6. Oh, quite possibly. Yeah, so because he was gone in the summer. Um, we then got a different opening package to last year, and Vince was running down what we had in store, including <laughs> last-minute comments. I'm just checking it's recording, which it is, because that would be a disaster if it wasn't. Um, <laughs> last-minute comments from the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan ahead of Sunday's match, plus Roddy Piper, Earthquake, Demolition, Brother Love with the Macho King, Jake Roberts, Mr. Perfect would be there also, plus an update on the condition of the Bushwhackers. So once again, a loaded show. Um, Piper, oh dear, Piper was out yeah. first. yeah. For a match against Daryl Nickel, who Vince said, wow, big boy in there. And then I spotted it. Half of Roddy's face was painted. And I spotted it late as I was rapidly typing notes. And wow, what a horrible way to kick off the show. Um, yeah. And Piper got a great response to the crowd. who'd probably been there for hours already. Uh, we got an inset promo from Bad News Brown. Uh, Piper's WrestleMania 6 opponent telling him he didn't have to worry about who he was, whether he was a boy or a girl, or he was going to leave him black and blue. Uh, we got a Fink voiceover pushing closed circuit venues in the New, Eng- New England area. So clearly that was when this show was recorded, uh, where this VHS version was recorded. Um, Piper's offense was not exactly stellar here, hitting a bulldog, some slaps, eye pokes a weird double axe handle for the win in 90 seconds and he kind of pinned it with one finger um yeah it was was a very strange pin yeah yeah. i feel like i should apologize for asking you to watch this really with your horrible undertones here but do you got anything else to add on this no moving on no moving on (laughs) Uh, yeah moving on joe that match is not on the network anymore at wrestlemania 6 i'm not shocked no, yeah. no. I, if I was NBC, I wouldn't want any part of that. And clearly they they don't. Uh, World Wrestling Federation magazine update with Gene Oakland. Um, and as we talked about on the last show, a 4 p.m. start in Toronto, 9 p.m. in the UK, where this show did air live on Sky Movies Plus. Nice. So this was the first WrestleMania to ever, ever air live in the UK. 91 didn't, 92 did, 93 did, 94 did not. And then from 95, I believe they all aired live. Um, Gene talked about Rhythm and Blues debuting their new hit and then showed a recap of the poor, and I use that term loosely, Bushwhackers, ended up being attacked, including 
Butch Gennett. I just don't, don't like him. I just, I'm sorry. I just don't like him. Uh, Butch got a guitar shot over the back and Luca nasty on in the head. Uh, in actuality here, they'd interrupted Rhythm and Blues and they put their hands on Jimmy Hart. So for me, they got exactly what they deserved. Um, oh, Gene said the actions were reprehensible, but the Bushwhackers were back on their feet. And who, who knew what was going to happen? Uh, we then got a promo with Honky, Valentine and Hart. And Hart said there would be another hit on Sunday with the debut of Hunker, Hunker, Honky Love. What did you think of all this? And did the, uh, you, clearly, I think you think the Bushwhackers didn't deserve it. But well, I think no, did. leave the Bushwhackers alone. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. Anything else to add on this? It's very strange, isn't it, having this much of a segment, considering that it wasn't actually a match or anything. No, (laughs) it was not. No, no. It was was a tune, though. Hunker, Hunker, Honky Love was very good. Not as good as their original, but it was good. It was good. I'm pretty sure I have that on my iPod. Oh, my God. And that's how old I am. I've I've still got an iPod. Have you actually? I'm not just Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. I still do have an iPod. Do you still yet. use it then? I do still. Yes, I do still use it sometimes. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> play. Fair play. I remember like, iPods were a great thing, weren't they? That was yeah, a really, it's yeah. Like, it's, only, it's not like, you know, the really chunky one. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not that old. It's like I, a, little, a little iPod mini. Yeah, I think they were really... I was a bit of a late adopter to an iPod because I got a mini-disc player. Do you remember mini-disc players? <gasps> mini-disc? My days, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't stick her over very no, much. No, they didn't. They? And I was, I was like, I can't... <laughs> now I've got this, I can't give this up. And I got it in a really underhand way as well because I remember... For, I was my then girlfriend, very sweet girl, and I was not a very. I was just wasn't. When you're young, I just don't think you're very good with relationships. She's like not a very good boyfriend. It's like, yeah, just I just was a bit crap, really. So I, Sarah Collins, if you're listening, you I'm, like I'm really sorry. But one of, yeah, one of the great. Th- I mean, it wasn't anything. Anything I should just say. This is not taking like a dark tone on the podcast here. It wasn't anything <laughs> that bad. It was just being a bit of like a young, immature idiot. But it wasn't anything like. This is not going into like some dark horrible story here so just just to clarify <laughs> but i remember before valentine's day we were talking about stuff and she, and she was like, oh i don't really know what to get you and i'm like oh don't don't, yeah, don't worry i don't want anything and i left an argos catalog with a massive great big ring around a mini disc player in, oh, it, my, in my bedroom and she got me it and it's like the best present it was one of the best presents i've had for a long time so yeah it was it was great so <laughs> Do you know when that was? That was the same you didn't day dump as her the day after, did you? Oh no, she very much dumped me. So and I, no, I, I got I deserved it. <laughs> Though we did go, we we went, uh, we had a holiday book. This is so long ago, this is 2002. In fact, that mini disc thing happened the day that Will Young won Pop Idol. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a connection. That day, right? So this is this is that day. So that's Evergreen as your first mini disc song. <laughs> Evergreen, Evergreen. But you know what? We were supposed to be going to see Will, Will, Gareth, and can't remember who the girl was in concert, but I had a big argument and she ended up going versus sister. And I went out in Croydon instead. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. And I never got to see Will Young live, unfortunately. And I was relatively obsessive in that series. But um that day. <laughs> So I remember the, the two, the three things that happened that day were one, I got tickets to the Raw the night after WrestleMania 18. So I was at home all day, not going to football because they went on sale that day. Trying to get the tickets. So I was yeah. trying to get the tickets and she she came around. 
I got the mini disc things with the thing that I didn't get it that day, but that's the day I put it, put wheels in motion. And then we watched Will Young win Pop Idol. So all around a pretty bloody good Saturday, I would say. <laughs> so yeah, very good. Wow, good times. I know why that is still in my brain. I can't make anything useful. I do not know. But yeah, where where even were we with all that stuff? I don't know how oh, we got onto uh, that stuff. About oh, iPods. Yes, yes. yes. So I think a mini disc could hold about 40 songs, actually. That wasn't bad, but obviously an iPad, iPod. I was, was, like I was more of a, it did take me a while to get an iPod because I loved my cassette players. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the iPod is kind, I guess you can do kind of playlists, but it kind of takes away the effort this of putting together like a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Right, moving away I from... Yeah, some 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 memories that perhaps I should have got rid of. Uh, after the break, we had a match between Bob Allen and Earthquake. I started watching this. I started, sorry, I started watching during the time when Hulk Hogan was out injured because of this guy. And it was soon after, I guess it was June, this was April. So not too far after this, I started watching. And I remember being genuinely afraid of Earthquake. Um, and Jesse, well, completely disconnected that, full stop, new paragraph. Jesse asked Vince if Bob Allen was Steve's illegitimate son, which was quite funny. Um, uh, yeah and Steve Allen was obviously on this show wasn't he uh, Earthquake yeah. hit a lovely suplex in the early going and then we got a very shouty insert promo about his upcoming match with Hercules and he told Herc that when he felt the quake he would be chained for the rest of his life um, there was a body slam and earthquake splash uh, with a little bit of pose in the middle and shockingly this one was over Jesse reckoned it was a 7.4 on the Richter scale and poor Bob was stretched out as Jesse said he wished it had been Steve Allen that got the earthquake splash <laughs> what do you think about this match and the segment to build oh, to I can, I can totally understand you'd be scared of earthquake mm. He's so, he was such a larger than life character wasn't he yeah I think he was very young here as well I think he was maybe 27 in this no really yeah yeah i think he was yeah very wow. very tough paper round in his life unfortunately um <laughs> but yeah very yeah and he, another one that's lost too, too early but i think quake was quite underrated really in some of the stuff yeah, that he could do. yeah. i think so too definitely he's was, was definitely had some real good moments like over this time as well like, yeah it was, yeah it was proper pushed and interestingly, we talked on the last show about Hogan beating Savage. But at SummerSlam, when Hogan and Earthquake had their match after the kind of big injury angle, Hogan only won on a count out. So it was really yeah, interesting that he so didn't actually, pin him. That really, yeah, put yeah. Earthquake up there as well, didn't definitely, it? Definitely, definitely, which is really unusual for, for the time. Because you expect going into that, it's going to be leg yeah. drop, one, two, three, and that's kind of, and then they do the house show run, but with less emphasis. So, yeah, um, definitely continuously pushed around this time. Uh, we got an advert for the Sunday show with Vince at 100 miles an hour on voiceover <laughs> and then demolition came out for a match with the conquistador and some other guy who didn't get his name on a key um vince said to jesse it was about time he decided who would win the main event on sunday uh we got an insert promo from the tag team champions andre the giant and haku and i couldn't make out a single thing andre said and i just didn't care enough to go back and listen again um demolition won this with their finisher and that was that two guys celebrated far more enthusiastically than the moment deserved with a big high five and at the end of the match the heart foundation came out uh, the anvil got on the mic and said they were there to issue a public challenge for the winners on sunday and this got a big response and of course it would do if anything involving brett hart uh brett uh, not that i'm biased brett added they wanted the winners and they wanted the titles again to a great response demolition called them back and it looked like they would go at it but then they cut away to sean mooney what did you think of all this Ah, oh, it was really cool, really cool moment. Yeah. Did that not just set you up to know who's going to win at Mania? Because I guess would, so. Yeah. Why yeah. would you not have Heart Foundation make that 
promo just to the crowd or just out there and stuff but to make it to demolition kind of proved the fact that demolition was probably gonna win yeah i hadn't really thought about that. that's a really good point and interestingly demolition did go heel after this as well which is yeah. weird because they were popular but i I don't know what the thinking was. And I've always been slight. I mean, I know Axe was having some health problems. And that's why they brought Crush into the fray. And that's how they turned with Crush, basically, yeah. as a three-man team. But, yeah, I thought Demolition were always really, really good value. And obviously, Heart Foundation were great. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Absolutely yeah. Brilliant. yeah. And that SummerSlam 90, two out of three falls match is really good as well. That's definitely one. If anyone listens has not seen that, go out of your way to, to watch that. Um, so Sean Mooney said it was, it was so easy to order uh, the pay-per-view. Just phone yeah. up your cable company and wham. He may not have said wham. Uh, then Jim <laughs> Duggan, who said he was fired up for his WrestleMania 6 with Dino Bravo. Crikey. Imagine it's WrestleMania season and you're thinking, oh, I hope I'm on the card. And then you get in, you get told, I'm on, you're on the card, but you're fighting Dino Bravo. That's got to be a <laughs> bit of a kick in the guts, really, I'd imagine. Um, that pro- uh, promo did make me laugh because I don't think I don't think Hacksaw actually know, knew what to say. No. Because he literally repeated WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 6 <laughs> over and over again. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He just wasn't. I mean, we I guess know get, WrestleMania is. Jim I mean, he's probably getting a fire. What would he get for this? He'd get probably get like fifteen grand or something if that match did above. So I guess you, you can't really turn that down. You you wouldn't turn it, it is, down. But Dino yeah, right. Bravo, crikey! Um, then Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan ahead of his oh match with Jimmy Snooker. He says this something nasty. Oh, I don't even remember what was coming, but he said something nasty about how he used to catch flies right. and then torture them, which was he bizarre. Used to rip off their legs and then oh. watch them squirm yeah. and then he'd rip off another leg and watch it squirm <laughs> this saying. is just gross isn't it and at the end of this section we got a rundown of all the local cable companies that you could order the show from what a bizarre world it must have been in 1990 in america <laughs> we never had this did we you either had no, it's you literally had... you had sky and then that was it right? or, ca- or cable we had ca- did you ever yeah. have cable for a little while until we were always no. satellite person yeah well, that, we... no, i didn't even have sky until like years and years and years and years later so yeah i was didn't have any of it to be honest <laughs> well back back in the day we had sky for a little bit but then we went to the inferior product that was cable but the reason you we, the reason cable back then i think it was 40 channels is because you could get an extra box of 4.99 a month so <laughs> you couldn't really argue with that could you so no. like yeah so we had an extra box in like a like a time like my like, parents house is a little bit strange and there's a box room downstairs so that yeah. was my like um basically den. like den of just like <laughs> being a disgusting teenager and the things that i forget that happened in there were sorry this is not this is not well, like a on dance. A minute. hold Do on you really want to share this this is not by the way we are recording this and this is going to go out to everyone so just be careful yeah sorry that sounded like it was taking a very creepy turn but no it was that i used to have a i used to have like an old snooker cue i used to have a lazy boy charlner and joey style in that in there but that was a bit later so in the in these sort of times it would have been some sort of crusty old armchair probably from my granddad's house but i did have a snooker cue so that i could turn the light on and off without getting up yeah that's how small a room it was yeah that's genius yeah i would think so as well yeah but there was all sorts of things like like that that would yeah in that in that lovely little room that's still there now the same awful carpet that's been there for about 40 years uh right moving swiftly on uh we then got rona barrett talking about jesse ventura Uh, this was a bizarre payoff on the show on the show they alluded to jesse ventura being a porn star and that was the payoff on wrestlemania at at four o'clock in the afternoon a kid's show they're talking about jesse ventura potentially or potentially may or may not have been in adult films great i mean i don't know what there is to say about that yeah that's in wrestlemania that's that's on wrestlemania that is so yeah yeah but i must say about that 
unless you watch the network version, you never would have seen that because it wasn't on the it wasn't on the VHS Silver Vision version of that oh, show. Is it not? Okay. No, then, no. They must have rethought that then. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found as I've been on the random wrestling review, we're doing all of the WrestleManias. I'm I'm only on probably every other one or every other one but one, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so so five I didn't watch. I watched four, but there's quite a lot of stuff that we didn't get. So on all, on all of them actually. So like the intermission bit, they just cut that out of the of the videotape. So yeah, yeah it's like a discovering a whole new world of stuff that <laughs> I've not I've not been fortunate enough to see before. That included. Um, so Louis Spicoli was in the ring to face Mr. Perfect. Uh, the genius was in ring, and Vince and Jesse talked about. So he talked over most of his spiel, yeah. which was a bit unfortunate. Um, Perfect faced Brutus Beefcake at WrestleMania, and there was a sa- sign in the crowd that said, Mr. Perfect, a perfect ego idiot on that old style computer paper. And they ga- I guarantee you, this is an hour to print that off. Was it worth it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you think it was worth noticed, it printing that off? You noticed it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, so, so I did, and it lives forever now on this show. So, all right, fine, it was worth it. I'll take it all back. Uh, there's a little insert promo from Perfect. Nothing much there, but there was a clear formula that this version of the show followed. Um, Spicoli was finished off in under 60 seconds with the Perfect Plex. And they showed a replay of the highlights and a towel throw to the genius in slow motion. Uh, what did you think of Perfect and Spicoli here? Um, well, I love Perfect. I think he's brilliant mm. anyway. Um, but th- there wasn't much to it, was it? Like, I did think it was a bit strange, the fact that you had Genius inter- in- introducing him and then they just talked all the way over it until oh, no, he actually yeah. said Mr. Perfect. And that was it. Very but, strange. Um, Mr. Perfect's just, he is superb, whatever he yeah. does, I think. In, in, the, the, f- in the future, uh, in the future, as in, in a few days' time, as part of this run, there may be some discussion about Mr. Perfect uh, around how he just was in the wrong era, I think. So yes, Mr. Perf- absolutely. Come a yeah. little bit later. Yeah, in, in Mr. Perfect in the kind of 2000, late 2000s, 2010s, on, uh, as a top heel on one of the brands, he would have been absolutely. your edge or something. Incredible. World champion, one of, the, one of the title holders, could have held up a brand with his promos and stuff, but he just wasn't around the right time. And he probably... Um. Even though and he's his wrestling, on... his wrestling, are you good? Yeah. Like he's just superb as a technical wrestler, and like you think of the dream matches that you could have got if he yeah, was in the era. Absolutely, and actually, he, though he wasn't a small man, obviously packed on a lot of muscle, probably through nefarious means. But in that <laughs> period, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. He was bigger than people like Punk, probably. Yeah, so exactly, been fine. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just just wrong timing for him. Um, at this point in the show, we were 20 minutes and 50 seconds in, and my hands were legitimately hurting at the sheer pace of the type notes at. And this was even more fast paced, I think, than the first show we watched. Uh, definitely had an appeal all the while the actual wrestling was non existent. Uh, we then got the warrior back to camera. He said, The greatest battle that will ever take place will soon be upon us, and they will face one another uh, for one last, last breath of combat. He told Hogan that when the paint leaves the skin, he will realise it did not indicate that he was the one, that this was the one, to take the thing he strives for further than he's ever been. He'll see it in his eyes, and he is the chosen one. Hogan must surrender his strength, and he would walk into the challenges with the power of the two that becomes one. So a lovely little Spice Girls reference there, uh, a little bit earlier than that song. I think seven Spice years Girls are even a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, seven years later. Um, So, yeah, before we touch on what Hogan said, this is what I touched on on our last show, I have to say, the more I watch Warrior promos from this time, the more I think this was a guy. This guy was a terrible choice to lead this company, and the reason oh, absolutely, being, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. definitely was, yeah, yeah. Like uh, his promos are just horrendous. <laughs> I they get are. it. I think people. 
I think people loved the in the the character. So mm. what what it would be is overlooking what he's actually saying because his character was actually overshadowing it in a way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like what he said was like, what what did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't the, just, no, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's no. such a key thing. So who, so so you think back to this. This is a kids. This is a kids TV show essentially. That's what WF was. But it was yeah. a, a kids slash families. But the people that were buying the tickets and buying the pay per views were the adults. So yeah. the adults can't have wanted to get behind this guy and i i'm more convinced as time goes on that that was the primary reason that business went down i think that with hogan you got a wholesome message that made sense and i can see dads and, and moms very american and exactly yeah, yeah dads yeah. and moms actually encouraging it we're going to go and see hulk hogan whereas i think as those kids went from when they were probably what first watching hogan when they're six to ten they're now 13 14 and mum and dad are saying this guy's an absolute idiot and all of a sudden the kid's thinking Oh, is this not cool anymore? Okay, well, I'm going to go and watch American Gladiators or whatever yeah. you're into next. So, yeah, do you think that's a thing that, I mean, I think that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, there was nothing to him other than the intensity that he brought, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, because these promos are just nuisance. I mean, just, what like, is this? Nuisance. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to it, is there? It's like he didn't really say no. anything. And that's why they make me laugh so much. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's funny <laughs> now, but it's just like, this is not. So was that just yeah. those words stuck together? But there's, just, there's just no money <laughs> in him, I think, in this. Sweet. Is it? There's just no money in him. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. Um, it, was the look, it was the look and the intensity of him, yeah. actually. And the, and the colours and the different, you know, the face paint, the tassels, the running. That's the sort of thing that was, that, that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they should have gone maybe the other way with him and had him say, say very little. Just have, yes, have him say a few things. Yeah. Have him as a, as a, as a, you know, as a mystery. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. We, do, we don't need to see him doing this stuff. Hogan's promo wasn't exactly what I was looking for to counter Warriors, no. but it was certainly and better. why was Hogan facing the back? Is it like, that's very un-Hogan, isn't it? Why was he, um, start, why did he start his promo facing the back? Maybe to see who had the be best lats or something. I don't really know. Oh, like, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember who. Pro probably Warrior, <laughs> I'd imagine. Um, he talked about Sunday being the last sunset for the Warrior his support worldwide was unsurpassed. He went back to his roots. He rode his Harley and turned towards the sands. <laughs> that was very, that, yeah. I could, I could visually see it. <laughs> then he drove straight into the water until the bike stopped. Then he looked up to God and all of Warriors' gods ran for cover. God told him Hulk Hulkamania will never die. And once he beat him, he would become the ultimate Hulkamaniac. Um, if I was preparing for one of the biggest matches of my career, I wouldn't drive straight into the ocean with on a motorbike <laughs> and potentially catch hypothermia. Um, also, I just how many drugs were these guys doing in 1990 and all of them to make think, to make them think this was the right thing to, to put on television? I don't get it. <laughs> when was the whole? I can't remember what year the whole drugs. Um thing with wwe was when when was it so the steroid scandal was 90 yeah. started in 92 so that that so the yeah, week of wrestlemania 8 they were all the talk shows with the ring boy scandal and the steroid that's scandal right. all came out yeah and there's trial i think was 94 but did you ever used to watch saber the bell i think we might have talked about this before. yeah yeah again i not religiously but i saw episodes but this is this is the same thing of like i feel like everyone in 80s television and early 90s was on drugs because one of the oh, key most definitely is like it's a yeah. move on from the 70s isn't it 100 so stronger and stronger but one, one of the key things in saved by the bell was so there's three girls three guys and kelly was kind of like the probably the leading uh lady character in it and uh, every now and again they'd have a band some combination of the the six of them 
and the band would be like signed and then something would happen and they'd have to break up but it'd all be okay and they'd be friends again and kelly was like a really good singer and then six or seven weeks later she couldn't sing at all she'd be in like a talent competition at school and she couldn't sing even though in the same series she'd been a really good singer say that again sorry she was signed as a singer yeah yeah exactly and this happened a few times there's another time where she her and jesse were going to leave the show for some reason because they've been signed as like singers for something else but they forget they'd like forget that and then all of a sudden she couldn't sing it and this happened several times and there's loads of stuff like that throughout the say by the bell universe because they were all out of their mind on coke because it was the 80s and there's no other explanation to it and there's no other explanation to someone thinking that these two promos should have made air when this is the biggest match like this is such a big match that just didn't do it well was at the so box built, office, wasn't it? Because it yeah. was like such because you had you had your Hulk Hogan fans and you had your Ultimate Warrior fans. Yeah, you? and they were I so don't... worried about turning either of them or, or doing anything that made anyone booed. And they were I don't think in the match either of them were booed, but they just it didn't it didn't work as an attraction because they just didn't they did stuff like this. <laughs> I, just, I just like oh. And ridiculous just, just absolutely rubbish <laughs> yeah it's just like i just think people are thinking oh, it's time to turn off this is ridiculous um moving on we've got jake roberts versus the black knight uh jesse pondered whether rona barrett had found out about him and michelle pfeiffer here's an off-topic question for you have you seen greece 2 yes yes actually quite recently as well <laughs> have you okay why have you watched it quite recently just because i watched i downloaded greece to watch greece again and then and then it came up oh do you want to watch greece too i was like well i've got the afternoon i might as well watch greece what did you too. think of greece too it was awful oh was it okay fine so my again i don't know why my sister's getting so much airtime on this podcast today but she always um thought that Grease 2 was better than Grease 1. No. Yeah, she preferred the Seriously? motorbikes rather than the cars. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that really at all. Or maybe she liked the... Because it was the reverse story where it the leading guy... It was the reverse, guy... yeah. So the guy was the geeky guy, but yeah. then he was a motorcyclist with the, and he wore sunglasses, so nobody noticed who he was. Yeah. Kind of like a Superman situation. Um, yeah. But why? Why are we talking about Grease 2? Oh, um... Because Michelle Pfeiffer was the leading lady in Greece too, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, Jesse, yeah. yeah, sorry, Jesse just talks about that. So that's why. Clearly, yes. there's reasons for all these tangents. Um, <laughs> Roberts was, yeah, clearly. Roberts, so I won't put Greece 2 on my rewatch list uh, after your feedback. Um, <laughs> so Roberts was facing Teddy Yossi at the pay-per-view and we got a little insert promo from Jake. Uh, nothing much to add on that other than it was fine. Uh, Jake, I, Jake actually gave the Black Knight a little bit of offence here, which was nice of him. Uh, and the first of any that the kind of job talent got in the squashes on the show. Uh, Roberts got back on top, adjusted Knight's mask so he couldn't see and then smashed him with a short clothes on a DDT and covered him with poor Damien who crawled right over his face. Uh, what do you I think did, about I Roberts did. and the Black Knight here? Oh, I do. I love, I love Roberts in the in the ring anyway i th- i really rate um um jake the snake as one of my favorites actually but um it, it i mean it was what it was it didn't really build up his match in any way no, I don't, no. all it was was just showcasing him a little bit wasn't it but it didn't actually yeah. build up the match in any way no and they're, they're two quite push people i can't i think that was a some sort of schmoz finish at wrestlemania between those two um because obviously i didn't want to beat either of them um so just when oh, my yeah, thing- it was a, a count out yeah, yeah. 
Just when my fingers couldn't take any more typing, we of course got more talking with the Brother Love Show. The guests were Macho King, Randy Savage, and Sensational Queen Sherry. Uh, yeah. Randy looked resplendent with a grey, orange, and green jacket on with green tassels and a lovely gold crown. Uh, they talked about the mixed tag with Dusty Rose and Sapphire coming on Sunday. Um, thankfully, Savage spoke very slowly and said very little. Sherry added they were both former WF champions and they will knock their opponents on their butts and then screamed a bit. Uh, Brother Love uh, asked <laughs> what would happen if said that again. Sorry, screamed a bit. Yeah, yeah, she and, screamed a bit. Sherry's yeah, so over the top sometimes, isn't she? Yeah, like, she, she was kind of like Sherry. she does, you know, really whack up the craziness. Doesn't Definitely, she? I thought she was so good. Uh, Brother Love asked what would happen if Savage ended up in the ring with Sapphire, and Savage was great here, saying Brother Love had an evil mind for asking that question, and said, <laughs> "Let your imagination run wild." Bit more screaming from, from Sherry, no particular reason. <laughs> Perhaps she was having a bad day. Was she? I thought <laughs> five and not shattering. Yeah, she's, she's just crazy. mad. Maybe some more of the white powder stuff in the in the nineties. No, yeah, I mean, these were long TV taping days. I guess they needed to find out a way of getting through it somehow. Anything to add on this before we move on to Mean Gene? I don't believe so. There was also a Dusty backstage promo as well, but very, Oh, very yeah, short. sorry. Yeah, I've, I've not got any notes about that. No, it was, it was really, really short. Oh, it's next. It's next, actually. It's, it's after yeah. the next Mean Gene. Yeah, so Mean Gene Oakland said, with as much energy as anyone has ever said anything, don't delay, call your cable company. <laughs> and then he even gave a warning about the clocks going forward. That's right, a, yeah. Yeah, that is a theme of a lot of these shows. Are like, it's daylight savings time. Don't miss the start of WrestleMania. <laughs> um, he, but though, would it be the, the three, three, four? Yes, yeah, so it would be. Four, you would uh, miss the start, wouldn't you? Forward, yeah. Three yeah. to four. Yes, you, you would, would miss yeah. the start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how I remember. It's such an old school thing. Like, <laughs> yes. You spring forward, spring forward, and fall back. And fall back in the fall. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think? I don't want to upset any of our American listeners, but fall is a ridiculous title for a season, isn't it? Would you agree? But, well, I don't know. Is it because the leaves fall? So I mean, it it's so fall? basic, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's very basic. I mean, come on. It's like calling summer hot. Or what season is it? Hot. Yeah. Cold <laughs> is winter. No, cold yeah, is winter. winter come on. Ridiculous. Spring what spring? Spring. Uh, yeah, I spring, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Spring is probably the, the one that is okay, but... Yeah, I just find that they butchered our language so badly in lots of different ways. What the, oh, the other one that agreed. the one that I really find quite offensive is mom, M O M. Oh like, yes. yeah, come on, come on, absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. It's mom, M U M. Um, right, Jean built up the main event, and then we got a little poem from Dusty and Sapphire. And Dusty asked her what they were going to do, and they joined in union to say, "Pump it up, pump it up," which I'm not sure what that meant. Perhaps they're gonna used like an air mattress or a boat or something i think there was something there was another thing maybe in the next the the wrestlemania 7 one but the amount of that's what she said in some of these programs (laughs) (laughs) you are a fan of the u.s office then clearly yes i literally only just watched binge watched all of it oh really yeah yeah. i finished it probably i think a month a month ago or something can i but then i always knew of that's what she said way before that okay okay but yeah, um, there's a hell of a lot of that's what she said going on. Big time. What's your? So I only watched the US Office in the pandemic, actually. So not all, uh, quite recently as well. Have you watched the UK Office? Yeah, yeah. I started yeah. off watching the yeah, UK Office, and I had that on DVD. <laughs> so what's your preference? Oh, I do like the American one. Though. Yeah, I think the American one's better. I mean, the UK yeah. Office is unbelievable, but it's like, what have you got? You've got twelve episodes and two Christmas specials. 
yeah uh, there's not a lot there's not a lot of the there's not a lot one. in and there. i did watch it over and over again because i did it have i had yeah. it on dvd but that um the american one is just so good it is it's just so, yeah. and the characters are so hilarious yeah. all of them i love them it's like a far more kind of deeper dive into the characters and there's so yeah. many like the episodes there's so many episodes that are just really good value that even after michael scott goes there are some iffy episodes but the far over overwhelmingly still, you still love the characters exactly and stuff, right yeah you always get like a, it's a bit like friends in that respect that you watch an episode of friends and it's like even the quite unquote, the badder the, episodes are still there's seven really out of ten good. aren't they yeah. the bad ones yeah the, the kind of supposed bad ones um what about alan partridge you like alan partridge as well Oh, years ago, I watched Alan Partridge. Yeah. Like, I'm talking years ago. Um, I, oh God, yeah, I did watch it, but I can't. I can't say I remember a lot of it now. No, you, the Alan. If you're looking for like a uh, kind of sitcom series to rewatch, I would rewatch the Alan Partridge one in the Linton Ta- Travels. Happens. That's the first sitcom of his. That's absolutely incredible. It, I actually it think that's a been... long time ago since I watched. Like, I'm talking yeah. probably. Oh, like 15 16 years ago or something like that yeah i mean that series is probably 94 95 it came out yeah. so it's really it's quite old as well but that's so good but yeah the although i do i do maintain i think that the final christmas special of the uk office is the best television episode of anything that's ever been because it's so good the way all the stories come together um with the old what's the song yazoo only you when tim and dawn get together at the christmas party oh, yeah. yeah it's very very good very good kaki that is i'm you know what i might even end the show with only you by yazoo actually because i was going to do christmas number ones at the end of them but as this is after christmas does anyone want to hear that and spoiler alert the wrestlemania 9 one the christmas number one was mr blobby so you've got that to look forward to in a few days uh, right, so where were we? Okay, more adverts of matches. So fast, it actually made my heart heart race like I'd <laughs> consumed an extra strength Red Bull or perhaps a Tony Khan energy drink. We've been on that subject for quite a while so far during this review. Um, <laughs> boss man, did you? I don't think we've even talked about this. Tony Khan at the end of All In. I mean, goodness me, what had he done backstage to have that level of energy at that point in the show? Doesn't he, isn't he always like that a little bit anyway? Oh whenever he comes up on screen or wherever he is, you're kind of like, what? I don't understand like how you've got to this point. Or do I understand? <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we probably do understand. But um, yeah, his, his, uh, his lawyers are very litigious, so we should probably move away. I'm sure he's listening as well. He's a big fan of mine, especially all the nice oh, things okay, about good, him on Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, big boss, up. yeah big up tony book some better wrestling please mate uh boss man and akeem were coming sunday and akeem and slick were shown he said don't do the crime if you can't if you don't need the time i don't know if he said that or not i've probably done a bad job in my notes there akeem said he would pass a sentence on him guilty as charged boss man retorted and said he couldn't keep pushing people around because he was he was bigger. I put a whole message. I botched that whole thing. Do you have any better notes on that? No, section? it is what it was. I didn't okay. really know anything cover the fact that they did promos. And I like, I like, I like the fact that Big Boss Man has like a jail behind him on his promos. So oh yeah, this is the graphic uh, yeah. era, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Uh, just so so many matches too many matches just more more matches barbarian versus tito santana they didn't get promo time 
Coco Beware versus fashion model Rick Martel, Orient Express versus the Rockers, Heart Foundation versus the Bolsheviks, Rhythm and Blues, Steve Allen would be there. We got a little piece from him and he said he was so excited he couldn't compose himself. A little song, very brief. Gene laughs as if he didn't find it funny at all. Plus, Oh Canada by Robert Goulet. And bloody Robert Goulet popped up in a lovely tuxedo. Why does Robert Goulet need promo time? Call your cable company right now. <laughs> who is he? I don't even know who he is, but he he's, seems very posh. He's a Canadian something singer and he did Oh Canada. He, like an opera, he looked like an opera singer. Perhaps, but I we again, we didn't get this on the Silver Vision version. So unless you've gone back to watch WrestleMania 6 on the network, you won't have seen this because yeah, I never yeah. seen it. Yeah, so no. yeah. I mean, this is just a bit much at this point, isn't it? It's just so just much push, information. Push, 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 isn't yeah, it? That's what it, is. it really is. Uh, back in ring, a tag team match between Omar Atlas and Dale Wolf versus the Orient Express. Vince told Jesse it was time to make a pick for the main event. He chose Hogan and then went back and chose Warrior and then decided he wasn't ready. Jesse said Vince had been on his case for six weeks about this and it feels like five weeks too many for this bit. Uh, voiceover from Fink. For those of you without pay-per-view capability, do not despair. There are lots of great places you can watch the show on closed-circuit TV. Uh, we then got an insert promo from uh, the Rockers, and I wondered just how bad their hangovers were when they recorded this. They ended this promo with a lovely yeah in unison. Uh, they botched the finish of this match uh, with Tanaka slipping off the top rope and trying to deliver something resembling a doomsday device. Um, did you know... Did you know that Mr. Fuji has held the WWF tag team title for more days than anyone else in history? Seriously? Seriously, yeah. Seriously. Well, yeah. how long is it then? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, why, yeah. why did you not write that down? <laughs> because I think I was angry because I lost the quiz as a result of that. Because I, oh, we, we, right. yeah. So I had to do. We had to do a thing on. So I'm around in wrestling. There's occasionally games we have to do, and I never. We never know what it's going to be. So you can't do any research, and you had to name people that have been WWF tag team champions. So it ended like 2010 when they messed around with the belts, and every name you got the number of points, the number of days that they were right. champion. So it went on for 20 minutes, and I lost by about nine points because Sam, who I was up against, I think chose Cody Rhodes rather than. Ted DiBiase Jr. and it was loads and then I couldn't I just couldn't catch up and then Mr. Fuji hadn't been picked and he was like 1500 days or something insane what? so yeah That's it was a huge it, yeah it was a huge amount so yeah I've, I've still got a bone to pick with Mr. Fuji to say that I don't think he's with us anymore is he Fuji I, I don't know I don't think so he can't be can he he can't no, let's I mean, be fair he can't be if he is he's 120 years old if he is he's doing very well <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's doing very well uh back to Sean Mooney in front of the classic television screens uh not quite the energy of Gene more chilled out playing a little bit harder to get he picked up a phone and said that was all you needed for Wrestlemania earthquake promo and he said hercules wasn't going to get him on his shoulders but he would get the earthquake then more on the tag title match demolition promo act said it was time to put up or shut up and smash added they were going to put up uh there was some more to this but i needed to ice my hand so i gave up typing um, anything <laughs> to add on these promos no, before we no end this no, I, I, I thought the um I've got here, I don't know why I wrote it down, but a part of Earthquake and Jimmy Hart's promo, it said the office is closed. And I was like, what do you mean the office is closed? It's funny when you hear these little lines coming yeah. to their promos. It's like, you've obviously thought of that line and thought, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to stick that in somewhere. It really does. It sticks out like a sore thumb sometimes. The tumbleweed goes past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't know what to say about this show. I, even reading it, it's been, it's so intense. It was, it's a lot. It's a lot. Isn't yeah, it? it's and really it, intense. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't say that like much of the 
pay-per-view was actually bigged from it to be honest no this wasn't as good as the first as wrestlemania 5 i didn't think no, by I think any the, means. The, the best moment i think from the whole show was showing that heart foundation um challenging whoever wins the tag titles i thought that was quite forward thinking and stuff yeah. that was quite a little bit more advanced for that time the way that they did that but then that's that's Brett. He was always advanced and stuff like that, I think. Big time. That was like a raw segment, I thought, yeah, in terms of really someone coming cool, out. Yeah, it? It, really it really was. Really yeah, cool. it really it was, was. It felt like a moment. Yeah, definitely. I just, um, they should have been more Warrior and Hogan, shouldn't they? They should, they should yes. have done something. I can see yeah. that's your main event. And yeah. again, I don't understand why you wouldn't finish on something like what that is your main event. I don't get I don't get that, that thought process. But No, I, th- I thought this was a little bit confused, perhaps. And th- yeah, this, th- this definitely wasn't as good as... Um, last week's show and I just don't really remember the the shows being quite like this when I first started watching All, albeit though I remember the build for summer for um Survivor Series 90 and it was it, you did get a lot of promos on those shows because yeah. you get like the teams and all that sort of stuff so I do, well yeah that's it I do like I liked those sorts of promos it's the same yeah. as Royal Rumble where you actually get a proper yeah. promo time and it actually like proper I do like backstage promos if they're yeah done yeah you have to get the right people to do it though like jake the snake's very good like macho man's very good and things Big like time. that yeah i don't think the wrestling added very much on this show either did it oh, like, no, like, no, no no <laughs> no i was i was grateful for a couple of minutes uh break of typing um anything to add on this one before we get on out of here i don't believe so no all right good well thank you very much again for appearing on the show um stay tuned to our social media for more specials as the 12 days of pro wrestling moments <laughs> concludes with my very much needed retirement from podcasting albeit i will be continuing to guess on random wrestling review once a month so i'm staying about as retired as mick foley did in uh two <laughs> as so, any wrestler basically yeah, as any wrestler essentially but yeah i won't <laughs> be doing my own anymore wrestling retirement in inverted commas <laughs> yeah basically i won't be doing it my own anymore until someone comes up with an idea you dan or mark or Stu, with something that i want to do and i'm like okay let's do it there we go so i'll probably be retired for about six weeks from my own show right that is it thank you all for listening and we should speak to you again very soon Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday, moving farther away. Won't you need?